Welcome again to another edition of the Stoutcast Podcast with your beer-guzzling connoisseurs. I'm Bob Moffat, along with Todd Moffat. Back again, the brothers are reunited. We are at Alaro Brewing Company in Sacramento, California. We have Chris Keaton, who is the grand poobah of all brewing here at Alaro, and we have four things to be thankful for this Thanksgiving season. Among them, we have the Young's Double Chocolate, we have the St. Peter's Cream Stout, the Samuel Smith's Oatmeal, and your personal favorite, the oatmeal that you brew. So we're going to start off with Samuel Smith's, the Tadcaster Oatmeal Stout. People turn into this podcast so that they can listen to me read. Did you know that? (laughs) Pretty exciting. It, it is an opaque, wonderfully silky and smooth textured ale with a complex medium dry palate and bittersweet finish. Brewed with well water in the original well sunk in 1758, hopefully not with the same water. Malted barley, roasted barley, oatmeal yeast and hops fermented in open topped stone Yorkshire squares. Celebrated oatmeal stout is a style benchmark revived by Samuel Smith, an inspiration for hundreds of commercial oatmeal stouts. And you, Chris, already like this beer you have you i believe you said you've had this once or twice uh many times many times yes yeah the samuel smith this is a a classic uh classic english style brewery and uh and i think their oatmeal stout is is uh one of their best i've always been a, a huge fan of that that bowl of oatmeal for breakfast you know the brown sugar a little bit of butter in there and so uh, i've always uh, i've always had a draw towards oats but oh yeah, nice, nice good foam on there too. I heard you talking a minute ago about breakfast beer, so this is yes, one you yes, would, uh, exactly. You, you know, and so I and and to be honest, uh, this is one of those beers. Why, when when we decided we wanted to have a stout, I've uh, if I ever had a chance to brew any other stout, it would be an oatmeal stout. And so that's why you know we when we opened this place up, we had to have a nitro stout on tap. And you know, there's a lot of Irish stouts out there. There's a lot of American stouts. You know, there's. I mean, we're like the double chocolate here. You know, a lot of people like to add a lot of uh, a lot of things to cho- uh, to stout beers, and I think an oatmeal stout is that that perfect thing. It's great on nitro, has a, a, a beautiful creaminess to it, which yeah, in this we can see in the glass, just beautiful foam. But I think it gives a nice little sweetness and milk milkiness, and well, let's sample a little. Yes, sir. Yeah. rich yeah. yeah a lot of that specialty malt a lot of that kind of a uh, little bit of that roast mm, that kind of that that coffee tannin like uh, astringency but not not unpleasant it's a hearty breakfast yeah that is a hearty breakfast yeah I like it though it's what um what makes an oatmeal, from brewer standpoint, what makes an oatmeal style? I know there's not a lot in it other than, you know, the the oatmeal, and then I mean, there's there's other malts, obviously, but but what's the what's the key? What's the key in your mind? What's the key to a good oatmeal style from a uh, brewer standpoint? Well, the the biggest thing with oatmeal is uh, it's really the uh, the process itself, and so when we're using when we're using oats, oats are, uh, mostly come to us as a huskless or a uh, a gelatinized, so a, a rolled you know rolled out oat like what we'll see. But if you think about that, and uh, from the brewing point of view, with uh, with the louder ton, and as we're trying to, to filter, you know, our wort off of the mash, uh, oats can cause a problem. They bring a lot of uh, of beta glucans, is what we call them, uh, but they can gum up the mash really bad, especially if your temps get too low, uh, which then 
then you like end up oatmeal. right. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, like when you make oatmeal, yeah. but you don't give it enough water, and yeah. then it cools, and then yeah. you then you pick up the spoon, and the whole yeah. all the oats come with it. You know, no, you want it to be nice and creamy, and so that that temperature is very important to to properly gelatinize those sugars. Um, but and so then I feel like it's really. Like, is it bringing flavor? I think it's bringing more mouthfeel than anything. And so, like, there's a there's a texture, there's a creaminess to it that I think uh, is, oats uh, must be, you know. And uh, you know, I love oats. I put oats in in a great deal of beers. Uh, you know, uh, the Lagunitas has a has a trick. They add 10% wheat to almost every beer that they do, and that's like their their thing. It, it gives them that uniform flavor. Um, I kind of took that in, in my homebrewing days, and I was like, "Well, I want to do that, but I'm gonna use oats because I love oats, right?" Yeah. So I, mean, I have an I have an oat pale ale on tap right now as well. For that. And you said the first one that you made was an oat stout, right? Yeah, our, yeah. So uh, the beer at that, home, at home, at, at home, uh, an Irish stout was the first one, uh, but a stout nonetheless. Yes, it, that was what we were talking about, just loving stouts. You know, I've I've always I've always loved. I mean. A warm cup of coffee, a hot chocolate, you know, stout. Those. Stout it's today, raining, yeah, you know, and it's yeah. raining today. Yeah, yeah and I, I kind of chuckled when I saw my email. They're like, "Oh, it's a perfect day to drink stouts." Exactly. Yeah. Every day is yeah. a perfect yeah. day to drink stouts. Yeah. Driving yeah. over here, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. This is this is really good though, and I've never had this. Um, this is a you 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 picked this up at uh, World Cost Cost Plus World World Mart or what? I picked it up at Bevmo. Oh, yeah. Bevmo. Well, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. but. Uh, no, this is this is a really good quality. I would buy this. Put it that way. Yeah. Very good. Coming from me, I think that's an endorsement. Excellent. Very good. Good. Fair. Poor. Uh, wouldn't serve it to your cat. Very good. I would concur. I I've had this beer before. It it is a classic. I I will. <laughs> it is a classic. The one thing I love about it is the aftertaste is non-existent. It is really crisp, it's really clean. It, there's a hint, uh, maybe non-existent is, is a little overly generous. There's a, a, just a hint of it, but it's just a hint. And that's the one thing that drives people nuts about oatmeal stouts is that that thing that you've got. That, that cloying sweetness, yeah. So how do you get away from that? Uh, it, proper fermentation, uh, uh, proper recipe formulation, making sure that, you know, so we want color, we want all of these characters from it, but that doesn't mean that half of your malt bill needs to be chocolate malt. You know, it's, uh, it's and it's not even that you're using just chocolate malt. It's, you're, you're you know, you're either using chocolate or you're using rose, depending uh, depending on your, on your opinion of uh, a stout versus a porter. You know, you could say uh, cho- chocolate means porter, roast means stout. But you can have a robust porter and you can have a chocolate stout. So um, I think the real joke just kind of comes down to whatever the brewer calls it is what is what we call it. You know. Okay. So we have two very goods and a. I'll give it a very good. Yeah, I do. I do like that the light malt body. Uh, the the woodiness is actually what sticks out to me the most. I, I get that kind of from the hops. It almost, you know, it, you could almost think that it's barrel aged. You know, because it has that uh, that 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 woodiness that that. Uh, it's a little bitter, a little smoky. It's smoky, not yeah. overbearing. But it's not. It's smoky, but it's not peaty, right? It's it's roasty, but it's not coffee, you know. And so, like you're saying, like where you finish it, finishes nice and clean. And oh man, I, now I need another drink, and another drink, and another, one, and yeah. then next thing you know, the bottle's gone. Yeah. Is there is there generally um, speaking generally here, but in stouts um, from a hop standpoint, 
do you typically use a single hop, or is there, or they, do they use multiple hops? I'm just not. I mean, you, it, again, it, it depends. It depends on your recipe formulation. Yeah. Um, my my style, I use three different hops. Three different um, uh, I I use Cascade in it uh, yeah. because we're in California, and uh, that that Cascade hop is, uh, I believe, in a sentimental taste bud. And I think if, if you're tasting something and you're like, man, there's just a flavor I just love there, uh, but it's but it has to be in balance, right? So I also use Cascade, Cascade in my IPA, but it's much heavier, right? And so now now what we're trying to do is we're trying to balance out uh, we're trying to balance out the the sweetness with the bitterness, you know, and and we're and so therefore we don't end up with that real cloying aspect, uh, which then you know referring to that that's uh, that's fermentation and making sure that. That we have proper yeast health, that proper yeast, uh, proper fermentation temperatures, and so that that beer is is fermenting out all of those fermentable sugars, so that the residuals that are left are nice, pleasant, versus uh, the word we use, uh, unattenuated. And we've all had unattenuated beers, you know, and they're they're disappointing. <laughs> this is not. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I shall not stand for an unattenuated beer. <laughs> I just made an unattenuated beer at home, um, but it's actually really good. I made, I just made, I just got done making a porter, and uh, it's, it's actually, it's the first porter I've ever made. I've never made a stout, um, but it, it turned out pretty well. All right, so we're gonna rinse out some glasses, and we are going to head on down the road to the Young's Double Chocolate Stout. So Young's, actually I need to describe the Samuel Smith's label first before we leave, uh, a yellowish tan label with uh, Samuel Smith in gold, um, a lot of blue and uh, red, oatmeal stout is in the blue section and there's some leaves and such on the bottom, try to give people an idea of what they're buying. Uh, for double chocolate it's all purple and white and Young's and it is 5.2% whereas the Samuel Smith's was 5 uh, a product of England um, and it uh, promises double and it promises chocolate and, um, and we, shall see. we shall see. Yeah, this is, a, this is another one of my favorite breweries. Uh, Young's, they're uh, just one of those traditional English. Uh, anytime you're in England, every brewery, every pub you go to, you see, you see a cask ale with the Young's label okay. on it. It's, it's yeah. absolutely everywhere. Which is funny, in, in England you can do that. Out here, you're just big beer and big business. But they, they handle themselves a little differently out there. <laughs> well, and this was the first cab. As, as I was, yeah, as I was, as I was, you know, kind of figuring out, like, what to do and how to start the podcast. And if I was going to start a podcast, I mean, this is one of the first ones I had. And I'm just like, oh, wow, there's a whole other world out there I know nothing about. Okay, yeah. So this is... Um, so it was kind of cool. I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do for this episode, but since it's Thanksgiving and we have so much to be thankful for, I thought we'd do things to be thankful for. So kind of know what, what our grades are going to be, except for his. We don't know what we're going to give it yet. <laughs> I, mean, I know what he's going to give it. <laughs> You're, the, the, um, the senses first picked up the scent. Oh yeah, that, that that hits you right square in the nose right off the bat. Um, what's what's interesting though is it, it 
it's not. I don't get as much of the chocolate when I taste when I taste the actual beer than I do as the as the the odor that it gives off. I think like, uh, the you know I mean? vanilla lingers more than yeah, chocolate yeah. does, you know? Yeah. I think the nose, the nose, yeah, same thing. The nose is really nice, but it's it's really light. It's a, a dry finish. Like this one, I actually would have liked a little bit more more body and uh, some of that cloying aspect so that it felt like I was chewing on a Hershey bar, you know? Yeah. Um, it's rare that you drink something called double chocolate and want more chocolate. You know? Yeah. But... Yeah, it's it's almost a, a little lighter than I would li- I would like. Uh, I the 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 last beer we had had a much better mouthfeel, you know, but a much better. Oats, man. Yeah, yeah, it did. It really did. I just honestly. Well, and I don't. And if you would, I mean, the as far as putting chocolate in a beer, mm-hmm. the chocolate always seems to take a back seat, and it's like has notes of chocolate or notes of cacao or whatever, and that's you kind of get a little bit of that. Is it just something where, I mean, I taste baking chocolate with this. Yeah. It's not sweet in yeah. the least. Right. And so if you don't, if you, if you, if you like something that's really sweet, like a peanut butter stout, mm-hmm. then this might not be exactly for you. But because to me, it's just, it's kind of understated, but it's also having mistakenly eaten a spoonful of baking chocolate as a child, <laughs> thinking I was getting away with something and then having a really rude experience, it takes me back but um, it takes me back sort of to a fond memory, so which if that makes any sense whatsoever. But um, if you've ever eaten baker's chocolate, then you know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a baking like chocolate going, eating expert. Ah, no, ah, yeah, uh, no. That's why I think yeah, a little a little bit more of that chocolate would. But I think with, you you kind of hit it on the nose. You know, if you want that like chocolate peanut butter, then this is not this is not that. You know, but yeah, that that dry. Uh, that dry finish, you know, the the coffee, I, I wonder how much of this chocolate, you know, how much chocolate did they add versus how much chocolate malt did they use? You know, to me, this could be one of those more using our ingredient to get that flavor versus just dumping a bunch of cocoa powder or cocoa nibs into the tank and, and extracting flavor that way. And I just don't think it, it matches Again, I'll get back to it. I don't think it matches the the mouthfeel. I, I if I'm if I'm drinking if I'm drinking a chocolate stout, I want something that's a little thicker that I got to chew on. I, I just I, I maybe yeah I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Well, I I like that it's although it says double chocolate, and I'm a big fan of delivering what you promise. I'm getting the chocolate, but I'm getting it in a different way than most people do, because unlike most people, I've eaten, I've eaten a spoonful of baking chocolate. So I, to me, it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's baking chocolate. That's cool. And like, and so to me, it's balanced and it's pretty light in the alcohol content. Um, and so it, to me, I'm not. I was a little surprised, but I wasn't overly surprised because I recognize what that flavor is. But if yeah, if I'm expecting like dark chocolate, like you know from Andy's Candies or something like that, then yeah, I'm gonna be your Gilda Deli. Then yeah, I'm gonna be. I think the, the ABV only being 5.2. I think also also if if this had more chocolate, then it would just have been out of balance. You know, if if it was a bigger beer, then then you would have had more chocolate. Maybe yeah. that's where you're thinking that. Yeah, then then that would have been right into your realm versus this just being kind of a uh this is a table beer yeah it is, yeah. It is yeah. exactly and I, I i don't think i when i'm drinking a stout i'm not sure that's what i i personally want i want i want a big i want a big stout right all right so the joys of the english i 
they give us those tables. That's true. Compared to the other chocolate stouts I've had, I think this is, to me, it's still at the top of the realm. Um, but it's also one of the first, and so it's one of my favorites. And so I, I may be biased, but I would give this. I would give this very good. But you, sir, Mr. Moffat, I'm going good. Just, but that's just me. That's just my taste buds on what I wanted out of a stout. And you? And uh, I'd give that a very good. That's a very. That's a very good English chocolate. Chocolate stout. Double chocolate. I don't know, but it's still very good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll send over a container of Hershey's baking chocolate just so you guys can have a little snootful right before you open, crack open one of these and then you're like, oh yeah. You gotta get that, yeah. that Walker's, that's the, that's the good stuff. Yeah. The Walker's baking the chocolate. The Walker's baking chocolate. Yeah. All right, so um, we, are, uh, we are on to the cream stout and... And the cream stout from St. Peter's has perhaps the smallest font ever put on a beer in the history of beers. Fuggles and Challenger hops oh, plus a blend of four local barley malts create an aromatic robust dark chocolate cream stout with a satisfying bittersweet aftertaste. Did you just take a picture? I did. You that's need, you need some photos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's family for you. <laughs> Brewed with skill and patience in one of Britain's finest small breweries. That's painful. So there's something in here about more than 700 years, something about 1770, but it took me so damn long to read that one. I'm not going to keep going. Anyway, it again, it's a light purple. It's a, uh, it's like an old medicine bottle. That is, I was going to say that bottle looks like it might be 700 years old. I mean, it's, it's something you don't see these days. So 6.5% uh, alcohol and um, yeah, it's a very distinct, very distinct bottle. So let's see here. What are we doing we here? Clean glass there for you. Not that one. There you go. Yeah, St. Pete's is another one of those just classic, classic English brewers. You know, you got that. Yeah, uh, one of those classic English breweries. They've been, they've been around for obviously for centuries. How many Ooh. times have you been to, been over there? I've been to England twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite English English brewery? My favorite English brewery. Um, I mean that's that's hard to say. Yeah. You know, because I mean when you're when you're going through as a traveler, um, you know you're. You're seeing a bunch of places, so then, you know, like Marston's and Young's, you know, uh, label, labels that I recognize, but then, I mean, it's um, it's still kind of the same thing, like these old these old inns, these public houses are still around, and so then they have their type of ale, and so every, you know, especially like going through the Cotswolds, every little village has has their beer, has their brewery, has their style, you know, and on the, great, on the grand picture, they're all, you know, English bitters, and you know, but you're starting to see the American influence IPA being over there. But then the English IPA is still a huge thing. Uh, but then you have Cascale over there as well. Um, so I think if there it, was one that you you I, I told you I was going over there. There's one brewery I can't miss. What do I got to go see? What would you say? Um, I would say Marston's in okay. that in that aspect, just because. Uh, um, and so the same thing. They're kind of they're 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 all around. They. Um, uh, went to the brewery. It's just uh, just west of like on the road to, uh, out of Oxford. Like okay. you go from London through Oxford uh, on your way to the Cotswolds. It's somewhere out in those areas. But yeah. 
Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> on those raisins, dark fruit. Mm. We're all we're all staring straight ahead. It's it's a very different taste. This is a very like old world beer, you know. Old, I mean, there's no yeah, like yeah. no carbonation on it, but it's not cloying. But it is it is very sweet, sweet. you know. But not not unattenuated sweet, but sweet nonetheless. Um, a lot of dark fruit, the cherries, currants, you know, uh, raisin, you know, all those words. <laughs> and Todd. Um. I like it. I um, it is it is old world. It's not something you take around these parts. You know, there's not many guys in in this area that are brewing stouts like this. I don't think. Yeah. So uh, if you want something different, not because we don't want to, but yeah, because there's yeah. no market. Well, there's for no market. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I understand uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's unex. Yeah, it was a little little unexpected to me. I haven't had a stout like this. Maybe I, ever. I think that that real woody, earthy kind of uh, hop character is there again. You know the that that astringency from the malt with with that uh, earthiness from the hops. I think, and I think that's that that old world aspect. You know, when I think of when I think of what you know somebody in the 1700s that was drinking a pint of ale. Yeah. You know, this was this was something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and it's. I guess they didn't start roasting barley until the 1800s, but you know. Well, <laughs> I'm sure somebody started roasting raisins far, far before <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. Maybe I just like the bottle a lot better. But, <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it it, marketing is, is is everything. But um, and the thing is, once you said raisins, then that really then that really kind of hit home. Um, there's a problem though, that I really don't like raisins. So I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get out of out that of the, space yeah. that you just put me in, and try to figure out how that could help. Well, yeah, I'm, I can't think of anything like it though. Right. Can you? Currants is yeah, the currants and, and currants. I definitely taste that now that you, you know, I was trying to figure out what that flavor was, but yeah, you, you helped me along with that. Um, it's just unusual. It's just not something I you're gonna drink a lot of around here. You know, you know what this reminds me of? Old recipe. <laughs> this, this uh, to me, this has a, a very similar nose to an old Rasputin, and he told me how he feels about old Rasputin. Oh, okay. It's not a happy time. It's not a happy part of my history. I'm, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed about it, but um, you know what? I, I would drink this twice on Sundays compared to old Rasputin. I mean, I that nine percent alcohol is the difference. You know, <laughs> that might that might be it. Um, no, no, it's a six. Oh. Yeah, six five. Still, still six five. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Excellent, very good, good, fair. Poor wouldn't it. feed it to your cat. I don't hate it, I'm, but I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a good, another good for me. Just because it's it's a little out of my comfort zone, frankly. Well, I I think it's I think it's definitely interesting. Somebody on a on one of the reviews uh, mentioned licorice. Yeah. And that might be where maybe some aniseed or is it anise? I don't know. We've always called it anise in my house, but uh, yeah. I you know I'd put this at a good. I think it's really interesting. 
Yeah, and that's a good word. Um, I think this would be one of those, you know, one of those stouts that you'd have if you're going to have like a tasting party. You're going to have people around, um, and you don't know like what people's different tastes are. That this is something to bring to the table, where kind of like what we're doing now, something different, something unique, um, that everybody kind of has a different a different take on. So I would I'd give it a definitely, I'd definitely give it a good, maybe even a very good, just because of the uniqueness of it. It's, it certainly has a satisfying uh, taste and pour, but it's it's so unique. It's it takes a little while to, to wrap your mind around it. Yeah, I, I, I agree there. Yeah, and kind of just poured myself a little bit more and tried to get it to foam up a little bit more. I mean, got a little bit of gas. Uh, so some of those coffee notes kind of come out a little bit more on me, which you know, like those those mild roast coffees that give a lot of the the fruitiness and floralness. Um, I, some of those. Some of those, uh, you know, dark roasty notes uh, from that. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, it's it's good. It's good. Fair enough. <laughs> and now, last but not least. Uh, what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. This is the uh, this is what we came here for. All right. So tell us tell us about this beer. Tell us what your thought was making it and how it's made. Yeah, so this is our uh, La Luna, uh, is our oatmeal stout, and so you know our little uh, board up on the sign, or uh, our little sign on the board over there says uh, the moon is always a loyal companion, uh, and that's how we feel about a nitro stout. You know, marketing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you know, so for this, you know, if you, you know, we have we had to have a nitro beer on tap, you know, and uh, and to me, nitro and stouts go hand in hand, uh, and so then that nitro aspect. I wanted to accentuate those flavors and those characters, and so then oatmeal was was the next choice. One because of the dispense method, two because I love oats, you know. So that that also helped. Uh, one thing I try to really keep here is um, it's still 80% of a, an English base grain, so therefore there is there is a fair amount of specialty malt in there, you know, chocolate, black malt, um, uh, and then. Uh, quite a bit of oats. The rest is oats. We use naked oats, rolled oats, and malted oats. So that malted oats give us some of that husk, which like I was talking about, helps kind of uh, keep that, that gummy aspect down. Uh, so therefore, I feel like it it has that, that beer mouthfeel, right? It's, it's, it finishes dry, it's crisp, uh, but that, that sweetness, that creaminess uh, lingers just enough. You know. What's the alcohol content? Uh, 5.8, yeah. Todd, I think he likes it. What do you think? That's it's very nice. Yes, I like it a lot. And I'm not just saying that because he's sitting there. Because I'm staring. At yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I honestly, that's that's a really nice, easy drinking stout. I uh, there are just so many different flavors that I'm getting and that's probably from the different oats right yeah and so it's again it's it's interesting it's you're, you're I'm trying to wrap my mind around all the different flavors that I'm getting which I think is I think is really cool and I think is, is part of like an experience of drinking a beer you don't really want just the same the same taste throughout for sometimes right. sometimes you do sometimes you really that's sometimes it's especially if you're looking for something that where it's it's just got like a like a milk stout you're kind of i think expecting something that's just like it's just one note and that's and and if hopefully you like it this one this one this one kind of rolls around in there for a little bit um 
and it's it's really it's it's really unique and for for its uniqueness alone i think i give it a, a very good um i like the I, I, I really loathe aftertaste. I loathe that that sticking around right. and following you down the road, right. and it's just kind of like God. I, you I know, get it. I, I want get it. it. Yeah, exactly. It. So, he, um, he and hates, this he hates IPAs, by the way. Yeah. In case you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, tell me you spit out Sierra Nevada. How do you spit out Sierra Nevada? Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Subject I almost of told an, him I was busy. And he couldn't do this. Yeah. So he said that, subject but. of another <laughs> podcast, I think. But speaking of which, is the Sierra Nevada Stout. That's the, ni- the nitro, the Bigfoot, or, or the original, the original, the the one that they just came out with. They released. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure which one it is. They have a lot of. They have a lot of. Right? I don't know. I don't know. But all this is gonna get in and out because I have no idea what I'm talking about. They have a lot of exotic stuff too. It's just like a Sierra. It's just called Sierra Nevada Stout. Okay. And it tastes like they took. It tastes like they took a. They took an IPA, and they just dumped some stout. In it. Okay. That's what it tastes like. It's just like, oh my god, yeah. it's so hoppy. It's not even funny. Oh wow. So it's a basically, it's a hop stout. So okay. anyway. that's hence the American stout, right? Just put American in front of it, and that yeah. makes it that makes it a hoppy version. Red ale, awesome. American red, hoppy. <laughs> my only um, back to this beer that's in front of us here. This is is, is very good. I, I really like the flavor. My only criticism, um, just speaking from my standpoint only, not not this isn't. You know, I'm not speaking for you guys. It's just the uh, the mouthfeel again. It's a little thin for me. Mm-hmm. I, I I just like a stout that's a little. I got to cut through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but no, it's it, this is on the other hand, I could drink a lot more of this than I could you know one of those types of stouts. So um, there is that advantage, you know. But yeah, go ahead. Well, for Christmas, I'm gonna pour some stouts into a uh, into a mold of an ice cream bar. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna freeze it, oh, nice. and then I'm gonna send it to Todd's house. <laughs> that way, you can really get. I can do. actually cut through it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say this is. I, I, I think it's just so unusual. It's, it, it takes a little while to kind of get acclimated. Right. But for what's there and what's promised, and and the different oats, and you're, I mean, you're promising oats, and man, you deliver. So I got to give it a good to a very good. Um, I. It's definitely. And again, it's one of those. It's it's a cool beer to just to try out and just go. Okay, what's in it? What's why does it do that? So, so nicely done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no. I, uh, to speak to that layering um, by design, absolutely. Yeah, a little. Uh, so we use a, a coffee malt, a chocolate malt, uh, and then that, and then that black malt. And so same thing. Like, you know, um, if you use all black malt, you basically have you have an Irish stout. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that is base grain black malt. You know. Uh, cascade hops yes yeah, you know um, and so it was trying to add some of that some of that layering kind of break up where that color where that that stout character was coming from um, yeah so I, I agree there sometimes like is it coffee is it chocolate which which direction are we going and I, I like that it sits in between those two because then it's like cool it's not a chocolate stout and it's not a coffee stout and then I also don't want people to be like oh I get so much coffee from this but I could see that, you know, also I don't want people get lost in it either. And that's it's a good thing. So what's next? What's the next stout you're going to make? The next stout? Uh, we've talked about a, a couple. I don't know. Well, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Explain. Talk a little bit about the, the, the nitro aspect mm-hmm. of it. I mean, I know you said nitro and stout goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And obviously Guinness, you know, yeah. that whole. That, right. yeah. But explain how that how that helps present the beer and, right. and what, so, what nitro does for it. So uh, nitrogen has, has to do with the uh, the conditioning of the beer. And so we use, uh, we call it, we coined a, a BEV gas. And so there's a, a blend of CO2 and nitrogen. 
and so the uh, the the I guess the engineering of the, of the gases, uh, you know, you have the, uh, the CO2 has mul uh, you know, multiple sized bubbles. Yeah. And so the, the theory is that the small bubble wants to go into a big bubble, bubble gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the tensile strength will break down, uh, will breaks down, bubble pops, gas is gone, aroma is gone. So nitrogen is a, is a tighter bubble, all uniform bubbles. So they're more likely to stay, to stay in suspension. Okay. Uh, which then, while we're drinking it, uh, you get less of that effervescence bite. So whereas, like you know, when you're drinking like seltzer water, yeah. that big spice kind of going down, that's just that that CO2 um, uh, carbonic acid coming out. So nitrogen uh, diminishes that, uh, but then it also suppresses hop aromas and things like that. So bitternesses come off a little bit smoother. Or, excuse me, hops come off a little bit smoother, not as bitter. <coughs> and so then you kind of you accentuate those those creamy characters, which then I think kind of help with the layering of flavors. They, and so instead of it being like coffee and then chocolate, and then it, everything just kind of blends together and, yeah. and becomes what it is. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, we have uh, four things here, I think, to be thankful for amongst uh, friends and family. Uh, and we want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Stoutcast podcast. Uh, we'd like to end on a personal note which is a, uh, just a, a, a thanks and a memorial to my mother who passed away this week. Oh, and um, so I'd like to raise three glasses and say cheers, Betty Lou. You done good. And we'll catch you next time on the Stoutcast. Yeah.